Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week is something a little bit different to the norm. Now, if any of you guys have been following on social media, if you're subscribed to the Comics in Motion podcast feed, uh, or if you'd listened to the end, like right at the very end of a few of my last episodes, you'll know that I've had a new show in the works uh, about Star Wars coming out, and it's out now. <laughs> so that's what this episode's about, essentially. What I wanted to do is, the show is on the Comics in Motion podcast feed. It comes out every Saturday. It's going to be a weekly show. The episodes are going to be around 15 minutes to half an hour. Some episodes may vary a little bit, but that's generally the sort of timescale I'm aiming for. And the show is going to be purely about Star Wars. Now, it's more specifically going to be about Star Wars comics, hence the show title, Star Wars Comics in Canon. Now all I want to do is this episode is just going to be episode 0 and episode 1 put together, which have both already been released on the Comics and Motions feed. Episode 0, I basically talk for about 40 minutes, I think, about what you guys can expect from an episode of Star Wars Comics in Canon going forward. Um, I explain the difference between Canon and Legends, because a lot of people who are really into Star Wars hear those terms and don't actually know what they mean, so I speak about that. I speak about the general timeline, so where all the movies are in relation to other movies and things, because the timeline in Star Wars can get get people a little bit confused um, and that's that's basically episode zero and then episode one is about the rise of kylo ren there's a comic book series set before the force awakens explains how kylo ren got his red lightsaber what happened after him and luke had the altercation that is shown in the flashbacks of the last jedi what happens to him from there um, and i also speak about lightsaber bleeding which is something that's only been explored in the comics even though it's very important to the whole star wars canon about how you get a lightsaber and turn the crystal red essentially so that's all that's coming up from this episode or essentially what's going to happen is episode zero is going to play first um, there'll be a brief gap and then episode one will just play after that um, there's not going to be an outro or anything along those lines this intro is all you're going to hear from me in the genuine chit chat sense i want to explicitly say that as you're listening on the genuine chit chat feed some of the things i say aren't going to make specific sense because at the start of episode zero i say you know i'm mike i'm from genuine chit chat you're listening to this show on the comics and motion feed that sort of thing and just to clarify that's not an error in my part it's just i've released these episodes on the comics and motions feed which is where all the episodes of star wars comics and canon are going to be going forward but I just want to release uh, episode zero and episode one on this channel just so anyone who doesn't follow me on social media or anyone who may have missed it knows that I've got another show coming out and it's going to be all about Star Wars and things. So that's generally what this episode's for. Now, I'm not going to go on too much because episode zero, I do kind of ramble on a little bit as uh, I do quite often. So I, I just want to get basically feedback from you guys the regular listeners who listen to genuine chit chat i would like to if any of you have sort of any thoughts on star wars comics and canon if you think things should be changed or anything like that let me know i'm always open to ideas but please go out go over and check out comics emotion it's one of my favorite podcasts and they're dear friends of the show um anyone who's listening will know or any rather regular listeners will know that dave and chris have both been on my show genuine chit chat uh before on episodes 63 and 75 I believe it is, and I was also on Comics in Motion episodes 75 and 100. When I did the big Star Wars collaboration podcast thing with the 20th Century Geek, as well as Comics in Motion, that was just around Christmas time, that, that is that kind of group of people, so that's how we kind of how this all basically got started really and yeah go check out other comics in motion feed just for clarity on sundays they release the flagship show which is called comics in motion uh, which is basically 
comic book talk mixed with movie talk. It's reviewing movies um, from the comic book perspective. One of them has not read the comics, the other one normally has, and they sort of talk about how the comics vary from the film, as well as giving a general film review. It's really, really fun. I loved being on their show when I was on there, and I do love listening to it. The other two shows on the Comics in Motion sort of feed is Indie Comics Spotlight, which is with Tony Farina, um, who's been on this show as well. Um, Tony is an amazing guy, and just hearing him talk is always joyous for me so i'm sure he'll be coming on this uh, show again uh, or as in genuine chit chat again in the future um i will also be going on indie comic spotlight in the coming weeks as well so that's going to be two parts on the comics and motion feed in around basically the same week where you're going to hear my voice as well as an episode of genuine chit chat and I'm going to be appearing on another podcast as well, but I'll go into that another episode once I've actually recorded that. So there's a lot of busy things going on here. Um, I'm not going to be doing any other podcasts. I'm not going to be making a third podcast unless I get a huge amount of money to offer it because I'm now at basically at the limit. Guesting on occasional podcasts, doing genuine chit chat and having Star Wars comics in canon are all the things I want to do. I also want to mention as well that there is one other show currently on the Comics and Motions feed. It's called Mandatory Marvel and DC and that is with Max Byrne. So be sure to check that out. Anyway, that's enough of me rambling, guys. I really hope you enjoy episode zero and episode one of the Star Wars Comics and Canon feed. I really encourage everyone to go and subscribe to the Comics and Motions feed. Uh, it really helps out those guides, and you get to listen to loads of great content, and you get to listen to my show, which does also help. If you really don't fancy that, but you really love this show, sort of, please continue to check out Comics and Motion. Maybe follow them on social media, things like that, um, and still keep up with the episodes and things, because as I say, unless something changes other episodes are not going to be released on genuine chit chat maybe if i take a break maybe on the christmas period or something along those lines i may put a couple of episodes on just as a sort of placeholder thing but as it stands there aren't going to be any on the genuine chit chat feed so make sure you go and check out comics in motion to get the rest of these episodes Hello there and welcome to Star Wars Comics in Canon, your guide to the wider Star Wars canon through the comic book lens. And to take you on this journey, I'm your host, Mike Burton. Now if that cheesy intro did not scare you off, then I'm happy to introduce this new show on the amazing Comics in Motions feed. I'm a friend of Chris and Dave who run this amazing podcast feed that you're listening to, and we've done some podcasts in the past where we've done some collaborations, so we basically got talking, and after a few months of me kind of planning in my head, followed by one evening of cramming for hours, here we are. So I just want to tell everyone who is tuning into this episode what they can expect from the episodes to come essentially. This episode will be different to the structure and the general feel of the other episodes, um, but I wanted you to get an honest view of how I am, how I talk, what I sound like, and if you hate the sound of my voice then you're going to hate this podcast, so probably don't tune in on the future Saturdays, or just download the episode and listen to it anyway, you know, have a bit of fun. Um, but basically... I'm a massive, massive Star Wars nerd. Um, if any of you checked out the Comics in Motion Star Wars collaboration with 20th Century Geek Genuine Chit Chat VHS Strikes Back, um, I am the host of Genuine Chit Chat, so you may recognise my voice from there. I've also been on the Comics in Motion episode, I think it was around 75, where 
I reviewed Dread with them. So you may recognize my voice from that. The Comics and Motion guys have also been on my show. So I'll make sure I mention in the uh, show notes what episode that will be too. But essentially... I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. Um, I've got Star Wars tattoos. I've got... Well, I've seen, obviously, all the films. I've seen Rebels and Clone Wars, and I tried Resistance, and I'm going to try again another time. Uh, I've read loads and loads of comics. Um, I've read almost all of the Star Wars comics uh, that are out. There's only a couple that I haven't, but I'll get into that later. Um, I'm currently reading the Star Wars books as well. I finished the Aftermath trilogy. I'm making my way through Bloodline. I'm trying to read some of the other ones. And... I'm playing Jedi Fallen Order as well. Um, I've been a huge fan of Star Wars for ages. Um, I am of the prequel generation. Now, I want to clarify, that does not mean I think the prequels are the best of the trilogies. I was just born in the 90s, so my childhood was filled with the prequel Star Wars films. That's what I remember a lot. So, from my experience, the prequels have kind of always been about, instead of it being what a lot of people experience Star Wars with, which is, you know, getting into the originals, loving them, then getting into a lot of the Legends content and the sort of things with Thrawn and all that other sort of stuff, and then suddenly getting hit in the face with Jar Jar Binks, hating it, gritting your teeth, getting through that, and then having another 10 years, and then getting the sequels. Mine's a bit different. Mine is kind of like, I didn't delve into Legends that much. Um, The Force Unleashed video games um, are my two favourite video games probably ever. Um, One of my tattoos is actually of Galen Marek Starkiller, Um, but I want to clarify that I'm much more interested in the new canon. Uh, Essentially, I'm not interested in Legends. Now, Basically, one of the things I wanted to address in this episode was actually what the difference between canon and legends actually is. Now, I want to clarify, this podcast is going to be for any fans of Star Wars, whether you've just seen the nine films or if you're like quite deep into legends and canon and that sort of thing. I want it to be, I want it to be easily accessible, essentially. Now, I'm aware that not everyone has consumed the same amount of Star Wars content, but what I would say with this is it's probably best if you've seen all of the Star Wars movies. If you haven't seen Rise of Skywalker yet, don't worry, I'm not going to be doing anything about Rise of Skywalker for several months. I'll probably wait till the Blu-ray release comes out before we start sort of tackling any of those things, just to make sure anyone who didn't get to make it to the cinema doesn't get anything spoiled. But if there are any spoilers for Rise of Skywalker that do come up, I will mention it over the coming months if it's near sort of the release date of the Blu-ray. Once it's been about six months i'm afraid that's it i'm just going to talk about those sort of things i will clarify as well i'm not going to try and spoil anything even when i talk about comics that relate to uh, star wars rebels and clone wars or the films or anything like that i'm not going to specifically try and point out major plot spoilers what i will do instead is at the start of the episode i'll try and say things like you know this is going to be for people who've seen xyz i'm not going to try and ostracize anyone who hasn't there's going to be certain ones where i'll be like you know there's a, a canaan uh, omnibus which i've got which is the canaan comic book series of a character called canaan sorry i just said canaan so many goddamn times near canons getting very confusing it's a character called canaan he's in star wars rebels when i speak of the comic canaan many months down the line i will flag up you should probably see star wars rebels for any of this to really make any sense but there'll also be things like certain comics will be oh if you've seen this episode of the clone wars it may be helpful or if you've read this book it may be complimentary and that sort of thing but generally this is just kind of me lightly advising and talking about the comics that are canon and what's cool about them why you should read them and just general recommendations So before any more gerrymandering, I'll just get straight into what canon and legends actually is. I'll be brief, so if any of you have heard it a thousand times before or already know, I'll try not to bore you. But essentially, for those who don't know, once the original trilogy came out, after that, 
many content creators, including George Lucas, who had his hand in many of these, uh, created more Star Wars stories. Some of the most popular ones are essentially ones with Thrawn in and basically post Return of the Jedi. A lot of it is involving Grandmaster Luke, uh, Jason Solo, and those sort of things. So another aspect of Legends, which a lot of people may be more familiar with of recent, will be the Knights of the Old Republic series. Uh, they are two, or I think it might be three, because one got remade, uh, video games, which are of the Knights of the Old Republic, going back thousands of years before the events of Phantom Menace or the original trilogy. Uh, Darth Revan, Darth Bane, those sort of characters are the most prominent in uh, that era, really. So what is Legends is the big question. Essentially, Legends is also called the Expanded Universe. And what happened was, after Revenge of the Sith came out, you know, there were still people creating content and that sort of thing, and people didn't think that there were going to be any more Star Wars films. So more content was released, you know, over time, but there was never really a moderator. As I said, that George Lucas did have a hand in a lot of the creative projects that came out uh, after the films and things, but there wasn't a individual or more so a department who kind of made sure there were no contradictions. And what started to happen was more and more things started to contradict each other, and there were certain stories which, not to downplay any of the content creators themselves, but there were certain stories that came out that were rubbish, essentially. There were stories that people didn't like very much, or they got a bit too weird in the wrong ways and these sorts of things and it became a bit muddled where it was basically just the movies and everything else so when disney took over or rather bought lucasfilm and then obviously prepped for the force awakens being released what they essentially did was cut off relatively everything they basically said anything that isn't the films or the series the clone wars as in the 3D-style animated one after the movie, um, you know, with 3D animation and things, not the 2D Cartoon Network cartoon one. That is Legends. But basically, they said, okay, anything apart from things on this specific list, we're going to class them as Legends. And Legends basically means they're not confirmed that they happened, but they're also not confirmed that they didn't happen. It's a legend, but, you know, very uh, brilliant term for using that. It, it just means that stories may come out that contradict that, which would basically negate that thing happening in Legends. However, one thing to note is that that doesn't mean the things in Legends didn't happen. They may have just happened in a slightly different way, or it may be a part that they just never get explored, but there are certain elements, obviously the sequel trilogy being the biggest one of this, that do outright contradict what happened in Legends, and therefore that is counted as the new canon. So the new canon is essentially what did happen. Now, what is in the new canon essentially is the the nine episodic films, uh, as well as the two anthology movies, which is Solar and Rogue One. There's the four Star Wars series that are currently out, which is Star Wars Clone Wars, Rebels, Resistance, and The Mandalorian. All of the new content that's being made, unless it specifically says Legends on it, is just canon. It's just automatically canon. Um, some of the books that have come out, there's the Aftermath trilogy, Bloodline, um, any of the books that don't explicitly say Legends and have been released since 2015, which is when Force Awakens came out, they are in the new canon. They count as being the, in air quotes, correct universe, essentially. 
The game Jedi Fallen Order is also canon, and the campaign of Star Wars Battlefront 2 is also canon, as in the Star Wars Battlefront 2 on the PS4 and Xbox One, not the Battlefront 2 from the PlayStation 2 days. They That was an amazing game, but nothing that happened in that was canon. So that is generally a brief overview of what kind of Legends and canon is. I only wanted to clarify that because the focus of these podcasts are going to be about the canon content. More specifically, the comics regarding the canon content. However, I will be touching upon, as I said, there's going to be the games, there's going to be the series, um, there's going to be the books as well. I'm not as up to date with the books because obviously it takes a long time to read the books. I'm going to be getting audible and listening to a lot more on the way to and from work and things. But just to clarify... I haven't consumed all Star Wars content. It is a huge ask. There is so much stuff and there are so many other things coming out that it's just not feasible at present for me to have my other podcasts, Genuine Chit Chat, as well as guessing on other people's podcasts, having a social life, having a girlfriend, and maybe the most important, having like an actual air quotes real job because I make no money from podcasting at present. So I don't have time to consume all styles content. I'm also a massive nerd in other ways. I watch all the Marvel movies, so I'm really into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I do play video games a fair amount. I do also love going to the movies and, and watching other stuff. I'm watching series, this, that, and the other. So I, I don't only consume Star Wars content, essentially, is what I'm getting at. Now, just to get into a little bit more detail of what I'll be speaking about, I've got a few notes here, and I've spent the last couple of hours kind of looking at all my comics, what comics are going to be coming out, and all these sorts of things, and each episode is going to generally be its own thing. I haven't fully figured out how long they're going to be yet. I think the original plan was 15 or 20 minutes long. However, as you may have already guessed in this, I am a talker, and I do ramble on a little bit, so Rather than cutting out bits and pieces here and shredding it down and cutting out all the syllables, I'm just generally, unless I cough or say something stupid, I'm going to kind of let it be a free flow. Now, a lot of people won't like that, and that's completely fair enough, but I find that it's generally the best way for me to kind of get ideas out. Now, I will say that doesn't mean there's not going to be any editing, that doesn't mean there's not going to be any cutting or anything, there may be the odd time here and there where you hear my voice, and then suddenly you, you know, that sort of thing. That was a joke. My cutting hopefully won't be that bad, but, you know, it's going to be not perfect because what I'm more used to is conversational things. So normally if someone messes up a little bit, if two people are talking, you generally don't pick up on it quite as much. But if you're just going to be listening to my voice constantly, there's going to be the odd time where it doesn't align and that's just due to editing. So getting to the episodes themselves, essentially what I'm going to try and do is have each episode specifically about a certain character more so than anything there's going to be certain episodes which will go around potentially certain events or more so certain movies Uh, as an example there's quite a few comics that get released as a journey to the whatever film Uh, journey to the force awakens was i think the biggest one where there were the shattered empire comics there's the bloodline book there's the does the aftermath trilogy count there's essentially a lot of books that kind of and comics that wrap in and are released specifically to promote and complement the new films with i think there's one called the storms of crate which was to do with the last jedi uh, and that was basically how leia and luke found crate and that set i think around empire strikes back sort of time maybe i think it's a bit before empire strikes back they basically found crate so that's like a little bit of background information there um there's certain there's certain comics that are about certain characters there's one about beckett from the solo film there's one about dj from the last jedi film so there's a lot of these little one-shot comics they're called one-shot comic is just a one-off essentially there's a lot of these little one-shot comics which are about 
characters or events that happen which are directly relating to primarily the films when that happens i'm going to try and have certain ones which are like for the force awakens what comics do i recommend if you really loved the last jedi or if you really didn't like the last jedi because there weren't enough ideas flushed out what can you read to help you enjoy the last jedi a bit more these sorts of things is what i'm going to be tackling but as i said at the start the main thing is going to be characters so there's a lot of characters that are the big ones you know luke darth vader leia han um those obviously of the original trilogy then you've then got ray poe finn and then obviously in the prequels you've got anakin Kenobi one Yoda well Yoda's in all of them but you see what I'm getting at there's there's certain characters which are very prominent I'm going to generally try to focus on the slightly less prominent characters although that will not always be easy considering there are currently th- this is the third run of Darth Vader comics we're starting on now plus there was also Vader Dark Visions and Target Vader which were both miniseries and the Age of Rebellion Darth Vader comic as well so there's I want to basically say with Darth Vader there is a lot and I will say that one of the Darth Vader runs of comics written by Charles Saul is probably the best Star Wars comic run that I've read so far so I am going to try and keep it fairly diverse but obviously the com- I can only speak about characters that have actually been in the comics I'm not going to necessarily do some sort of deep dive and go into some random off side characters that are in like two comics and have no other bearing in the universe because that's just not interesting to me in all honesty I like getting into what makes a character a character what makes them tick um, as a little tiny preview one of the episodes i'm planning on doing is about captain phasma now obviously if you've seen the uh sequel trilogy you know captain phasma is in force awakens and last jedi and she doesn't appear in rise of skywalker so between force awakens and last jedi there's a bit of a gap bit of a plot hole of how she went from allegedly being put in a garbage disposal by finn and han on starkiller base to miraculously just being in last jedi now that is explained in a comic run is actually an amazing comic run but that's the sort of story i like to i like telling in a sense in this podcast that's what i'm going to try and do because one of the things that the additional content of star wars does really well is it essentially fills up plot holes Now, a lot of people will say that's not really the best thing to do with comics. I'm not necessarily disagreeing, but that is what some of them are used for. So I find that the comics, they add more to things. They more depth to characters. They bring in new characters like Dr. Aphra, who I'll get into in a later episode. She is a really, really cool character. And a lot of other side stories, you know, what were the characters doing in these fairly large time jumps between films excluding force awakens and last jedi because other than the phasma example there's very very little time between the end of force awakens and start of last jedi but aside from those there's there's a lot of time in between so i'm going to generally be speaking about those i have as i said i haven't got every comic as of yet Um, a couple to highlight which i will not be tackling for a while is the poe dameron series only on the basis that i do not own a single copy of them at the moment i am slowly starting to sort of you know save up and and buy comics and i will be hopefully owning all the canon star wars comics i've got about 80 or so percent at the moment but in all honesty i haven't got any of the poe dameron comics i will be getting them and reading them and reviewing that and all that sort of jazz but that is one i will not be speaking about for a while and i am very sorry about that I will also add that there is a comic series called Star Wars Adventures. Um, They are aimed at a much younger audience and they're not made by Marvel. I think they're made by IDW or or uh, something along those lines. Um, I will not be tackling any of those either. Um, Nothing against those comics, but 
I only really want to focus on the comics that are kind of aimed at my demographic in a sense. I don't really want to read loads of sort of comics aimed for younger kids because I find that the content is not as mature obviously and also it doesn't have the same depth that a lot of the other comics do i will say in the show i will always take requests uh or i'll I'll always listen to requests if it's going to be something absolutely mental then i may may not do it you know like sing the darth vader or the imperial march tune while on fire i probably won't go down that road but if it's something like oh could you do um just a review on the one-shot DJ about the character DJ from Last Jedi. Could you, or I heard you talk about this character in one of these episodes. Could you do a bit more of a deep dive into that? If you're willing to get into contact and ask me, I am more than happy to at least respond to what you've said and give you a bit of detail, or even potentially do a full episode on these things. Uh, I'm very open to suggestion. There are so many comics, I got them all out and spread them across the floor in my lounge today, and just the ones I've got so far and not the ones I'm going to be getting over the couple of weeks. There are so many, I can only go in a certain order and so fast. So I am going to be exploring all of them in different orders, but if anyone does want me to specifically do one sooner rather than later, please let me know and I'm more than happy to give it a go. I will include the email in the description, but it is starwarscomicsincanon at outlook.com. Contact me there and send over any information you want and I'll address it anywhere I can. Um, that's more or less it from the general idea of the episodes. Um, just as a kind of guide, I have written some notes of what general things I'm going to be speaking about. I'm going to just reel off quick bullet point things just to talk about um, so you can get a general idea of what's to come. So I'm going to do an episode or two on Darth Maul. I'm planning on doing a month all about Darth Vader um, because doing one episode on him will not be enough. And as I said, there's so many goddamn comic series about him. Um, there's a Jedi Fallen Order comic called Dark Temple, which is a prequel to Jedi Fallen Order. There's a, a few things going around about Kylo Ren at the moment. The Rise of Kylo Ren comics out. I'm going to talk about that when that's finished. Han Solo's Imperial Cadet. There's Lando stuff. He's got two comic mini comic series. Doctor Afro I mentioned. Kanan from Rebels. Phasma. Uh, Mace Windu, Obi-Wan Anakin, there's the Thrawn comic, which is an adaptation from the Thrawn book, Um, I'm aiming at some point to do one about C-3PO getting the red arm, because there is a comic about that, but I'm hoping to get that soon, yada yada, Um, and then there's also a few other ones coming out. Now, a thing I wanted to mention, which many people who aren't massive Star Wars fans may not already be aware of, is there's a previously unexplored era which is coming to canon, essentially. Now, this unexplored era is called the High Republic. It's set around 200 years before the events of Phantom Menace. So it's probably assumed that Yoda is going to be about somewhere. But generally, it's going to be all new characters and new events and a new era of the Republic. These comics are going to be coming out later this year. I think it's going to be around August, September time that these comics will be coming out so i know there's a star wars adventures line of comics which i said i would already won't really be into but there will be a main line of the high republic series in very very brief the high republic was when the jedi were at the height of their power um, and essentially the main villains in it are going to be called the nile that is spelled n-i-h-i-l if any of you are familiar with the term nihilist that's where it comes from um, apparently they're going to be like punk rock space vikings um, and they have some sort of they cause some sort of massive problem, it seems, to do with hyperspace. It's very vague at the moment. There's going to be, I think, four books or maybe five coming out 
uh, maybe it's three there's three to five books coming out i should have really researched this a lot more before rambling on uh coming out about the high republic then there's also going to be two comic series one is star wars adventures more for young people and one just the standard mainline star wars the high republic comic book series and there's some rumors and some rumblings about what's going to happen further down the line is there going to be a game is there going to be another film series about it are there going to be a series at present we don't really know i will generally try and kind of add in little snippets of star wars trivia and news about general star wars stuff coming out i'll probably leave the star wars news more so to the end of the episodes um, because i don't want this just to become you tune in and have to listen to me talking about star wars news for 20 minutes before getting into what you actually came to listen for i will say that obviously this is episode zero so this is me just telling you guys what you can kind of expect and how i talk when there's no other guests and things like that so the first few episodes the format may change i haven't fully decided exactly what i'm going to be doing as as i said previously i host a show called genuine chit chat where i speak to guests that role is very different that's one where i basically have to keep a conversation going with another person ask interesting questions and make sure that the listeners get the most out of the guest what i'm obviously doing here is i'm trying to make sure that i give you information without rambling on about nothing for too long and without kind of keep pausing and saying umming and ahhing and all these sorts of other things but I also don't want it to be too rigid with, you know, for the first five minutes, it would exclusively be about this. And then for the next 10 minutes, it, that's not really how I roll. I'm more of a go with the flow sort of person, kind of have an idea and kind of roll with it. So in that regard, anyone listening, I am really happy to accept any feedback you guys have um, from any of the listeners. If you think that I'm blithering on like an idiot too much, please save it for the future episodes i know in this one i am a little bit but when the episodes where they're actually about specific characters and they're actually about you know specific content i'm speaking of if you think i'm doing something wrong or right or there's something going on please just email me and let me know and i'll try and sort it out if it's something that can be sorted i'm open to any suggestions if you guys listen and you think these episodes could be longer that i'm more than happy to try that if you guys are saying look you you talk way too much you're giving about five minutes of information in a 20 minute episode please just cut it down keep it more bullet pointy if a couple of people say that to me i will try that out the first few episodes are going to be a bit more experimental we're going to see how this how things basically play out so that's more or less it from me i think i've basically explained everything i will just want to add um, a couple of things as a sort of footnotes essentially which it's tough to take away from you even if you've listened to this and you go i've listened to this guy talk for ages he said nothing i'm never gonna listen to a show again before you click pause i'm gonna have a little bit more information just about star warsy stuff in case you're not really star wars uh literate like i'd say maybe i am spent far too much time on wikipedia that is, that is a thing by the way wikipedia check it out it's amazing it's the wikipedia of star wars so good so one thing i want to address here was essentially the era of star wars and i mean that in a sense of earlier on i spoke about the high republic and i said that that's 200 years before the phantom menace but a lot of people still don't actually know when timelines are and things and obviously it being in space and it being you know each planet technically has its own rotation and its own year because a year is just you know when a planet is rotated around its sun so the terms within star wars canon is a lot weirder and more different and things you know they've got there's certain calendars in universe that some people use but the general people who us um who watch star wars films and things there's basically the term you use is 
before or after the Battle of Yavin. Now, the Battle of Yavin is when the rebels blew up the Death Star in Episode Four: A New Hope, and obviously it's the first Star Wars film that ever got released. It's a big moment in both galactic history of in canon in universe, but also for people in the real world who actually you know, consume Star Wars content. So that's generally that is Year Zero. That is the Battle of Yavin. So years before that is BBY before the Battle of Yavin, and the years after that is ABY, after Battle of Yavin. I mention that because I'm not going to be abbreviating it to ABY, BBY, I imagine not, I'm probably just going to say it in full before the Battle of Yavin and stuff, but essentially when you look online, if you see, you know, 34 ABY, that's 34 years after the Battle of Yavin, and that's basically where episode 7 was. So I just want to very quickly tell everyone who's listening if you're not already aware where the films and the series line up within the timeline of the battle of yavin essentially now i want to clarify i'm not going to go for every comic and every book and everything like that because i'll be here all day it's i'm just going to basically say films and the series so here we go the phantom menace was 32 years before the battle of yavin Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, that is 22 years before the Battle of Yavin. Now, the Clone Wars movie is also the 22 years before the Battle of Yavin, but the Clone Wars series takes place over um, a three-year period from 22 before Battle of Yavin to 19 years before the Battle of Yavin. Then Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, that is 19 years before the Battle of Yavin. And then between that and Zero BBY, which is obviously New Hope, is Solo is around 13, maybe 10 BBY. So Solo is set around 13 years, maybe 10 years before the Death Star blowing up, essentially. Star Wars Rebels is set between sort of 5 BBY and 1 BBY. I've already started abbreviating it. Sorry, guys. And then Rogue One, as Rogue One is set essentially hours before A New Hope. That is also 0 BBY. But if you're going to get really specific, it it is zero BBY because before the Battle of Yavin, and then if it's been less than a year after New Hope, it is zero ABY, which is after Battle of Yavin. But anyway, so episode five, Empire Strikes Back, that is three years after the Battle of Yavin. Episode six, Return of the Jedi, that is four years after the Battle of Yavin. Now, the Mandalorian series is actually set around 10 years after the Battle of Yavin. So that is actually around six years after the events of Return of the Jedi. The TV show Resistance is set around six months before the events of The Force Awakens. So both the Star Wars Resistance series, as well as the film The Force Awakens, take place 34 years after the Battle of Yavin. Uh, Last Jedi also takes place 34 years after the Battle of Yavin. And then finally after that is The Rise of Skywalker, which takes place approximately 35 years after the Battle of Yavin. So as a very quick brief... The Skywalker saga spans about 67 years. It spans from 32 years before the Battle of Yavin, which is essentially when Anakin Skywalker was found on Tatooine, all the way to the end of the Rise of Skywalker, which was the 35 years after the Battle of Yavin. And just quick, as I mentioned it before, the High Republic will be around 232 years before the Battle of Yavin, approximately. Obviously, the specific timelines haven't been confirmed. And I think that's about it, guys. That's the sort of thing that you can expect from the show. So I'm basically going to be talking about comics, characters, 
films, things that go well together, general Star Wars-y stuff with a bit of news sprinkled in for stuff that I find interesting. But there are hundreds of other Star Wars podcasts that do central around news. So if you really, really want your news fix, go check those out. And as I said, I will always be open to suggestions. There are loads of comics that I'm going to be talking about. Some of the episodes are going to be like two-parters or even longer than that. A lot of them I'm going to try and keep to one episode, but we'll see how things go. See what you guys think. If you guys really hate episodes being split into two, please let me know and I'll try and make an effort to make them sort of one episode. But that obviously means the episodes will generally be longer and we'll kind of go from there. As I said... I am really open to suggestions because I want this to be the most enjoyable listening experience for any of you guys listening to this and in all honesty I haven't produced a podcast that's just me talking that much as I said my other podcast genuine chit chat I do do an intro and an outro to each of my chats and normally in my outro I do do like a sort of uncut talk bit but that's normally just talking about what's to come and a few things that are on my mind and it's not quite as important as this i'd say the outros to genuine chit chat are more just for people who are really into the show and want to hear more this is about its own show this is star wars comics and canon so jumping off in episode one straight away uh, anyone who's not used to what this is going to be about should tune into episode zero that i did last week but essentially i'm just going to be talking about comics and specifically this episode the rise of kylo ren comic i'm going to talk about the character a little bit i'm going to talk about the themes in the story what it connects to some of the things i found interesting within it but i'm not going to speak about it to such a degree that i'm going to try and spoil the things that are within it um, i encourage anyone who's listening to this to go check out the graphic novel um, i believe the full graphic novel is out in a month or two's time after this episode airs but and i think at the moment you can still get the four individual comics that put up this four-part mini-series so jumping into this as i said there were four issues of this the first issue came out in towards the end of december i think it was just before the rise of skull came out and then there's been one issue a month since then and the last issue came out about a week ago which was march 2020 now the writer for this is charles saul the artist is will sliney and the colorist is guru efx now, Charles Saul has done a number of other novels as well. He did the Darth Vader Dark Lord of the Sith comic book run, which was 25 issues and was set just after Revenge of the Sith. Um, people remember it because it's where Darth Vader bleeds his lightsaber crystal, as well as it's not it's the issue series without Dr. Aphra in it. There's two runs of a Darth Vader series. One is just, as I say, Darth Vader. That's set between episode four and five. That's with the character Dr. Aphra who comes in in appearance. And there's a few crossovers with Luke and that sort of thing. But this issue that Charles Soul did is actually from the Revenge of the Sith era. It's just after Revenge of the Sith for about two to four years, I think it runs over. It speaks about the Inquisitors and that sort of thing. But I'll be tackling that comic book series at another time. I just wonder if anyone remembered that name, Charles Saul. That's where it's from. And also he is writing, or rather has written, a book to be released in August. And it's going to be around the High Republic, which is the era which was 200 years before The Phantom Menace. Anyway, getting into the Kylo Ren comic book run specifically, what this comic book series is actually about is Kylo Ren's journey before The Force Awakens. Now, The Force Awakens was in 34 ABY, after the Battle of Yavin, 
Well, this comic is actually set around 28 ABY, which is essentially six years before The Force Awakens. There are some flashbacks in this. It does go back to Kylo Ren when he was quite a bit younger. It goes back to 18 ABY, um, which was when Kylo Ren was about 13 years old. So throughout the comic book series, there's a few flashbacks where it's back to when he was 13 and a bit older than that. It goes back to sort of where the Jedi Temple, when all that sort of stuff happened in The Last Jedi. When you get the flashbacks between sort of Kylo and Luke, giving you pieces of the puzzle of what actually happened that night of when Luke stood over Kylo ignited his lightsaber and then kylo brought the hut that he was in down that is one of the parts of, i think it's where the first issue actually sort of starts from there is a little sort of flashback thing about the knights of rome which i'll go into momentarily but essentially this issue is from kylo in the jedi temple his interaction with luke and then what happened from there essentially three jedis or jedi padawan um, are off planet for some reason they come back and find the temple destroyed and you basically find out what happens from there they essentially track down kylo where they speak to him first they he says look i killed luke he attacked me they were like he wouldn't have attacked you etc etc um there's a little bit of confusion in my mind of essentially the temple kind of explodes in a massive ball of lightning which appears to be from Snoke I think but I may be wrong in that regard I'm pretty certain that he brings down the hut that him and Luke are in as in Kylo does and then shortly after that he looks out the temple yells something and then lightning comes down the whole temple explodes and then you hear Snoke talking about it and throughout the rest of the comic Kylo does not refer to him as murdering the people at the temple and other characters including Snoke says to him you know you we don't think you killed luke when you did that thing so he doesn't allude to him killing the people who died in the temple which made me think that it was snoke who did it which kind of adds to the sort of plot as well of this whole rise of kylo ren comic is trying to show what made kylo ren in a sense go bad and the thing is with it is it wasn't an easy swap and as you see in the movies he's not like Darth Vader which is quite set in his ways and needs really far bringing back he's always in this sort of middle ground he may seem to be doing like horrible dark things and especially at the start of Force Awakens he is very much seen that way but you notice in bits and pieces as the three films go on especially that he gets essentially more and more torn and drawn to the light and that sort of thing now I won't spoil what happens in The Rise of Skywalker or anything like that because I think this comic you don't need to have seen The Rise of Skywalker necessarily to appreciate the comic but I would recommend everyone does. Although I will say there is on the fourth issue there are kind of spoilers I think. I think it would be classed as a spoiler for The Rise of Skywalker. So even though listening to this podcast you don't need to watch The Rise of Skywalker as of yet um, I say reading the comics you probably will want to but I can't really see someone wanting to read The Rise of Kylo Ren comics and not seeing the three main films. So anyway after kylo is confronted by these three padawans who basically say to him and i say padawans they're about the same age as him so at this point i believe he is around sort of 20 and essentially these three padawans who are basically same age as him they come back confront him he leaves them says like i don't want to fight you i just want to go they try and sort of confront him he kind of uses the force a bit pushes them away and one of them gets injured a little bit he then flies off and's like you know i'm gonna go do my own thing and he goes he speaks with snoke and it shows that his connection with snoke was actually there for quite a while and there are other flashbacks that show he actually heard snoke's voice in his head sort of openly communicating with him and him sort of thinking thoughts back all the way back to when he was 13 years old so that's as early or at least from what i can tell in canon how far back we know snoke had his hands on ren in a sense we don't know if it was from the very very start we don't know if it's from when leah gave birth to him 
unless there's some canon content that I've missed, I don't believe we explicitly know that. So he goes and speaks with Snoke, says he wants to do a few things here and there. He says he basically wants to find the Knights of Ren, and he basically goes out to find them. And that's kind of, that's the main sort of journey of the this kind of story, is him trying to find the Knights of Ren and these three Jedi Padawans sort of tracking him down and things. Now the Knights of Ren, funnily enough, aren't called the Knights of Ren because of Kylo Ren. It's more so the other way around. Now without going into too much detail about the specifics, basically the leader of the Knights of Ren calls themselves Ren in this. He is a person who you meet at the very first flashback of the whole comic, which is actually the first thing you see in the entirety of the series. Issue number one opens up with a few pages of this uh, interaction. It just says, long ago, with this gentleman called Ren. He talks a little bit about what the Knights of Ren are about. Basically, the Ren just is, is what he says. So it's about chaos, kind of doing what they want, that sort of thing. And then it shows a flashback in issue two, where when Kylo was 13... When we heard him having Snoke's voice in his head, he was actually with Luke Skywalker and Law Santeca, and they were going to go find some Jedi artifacts. Now, just quickly, Law Santeca is the old guy at the start of The Force Awakens on Jakku, where he speaks to Ren at the start and says, I know who you are, blah, 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 and then Ren kills him. That's Law Santeca. He was actually an individual who was not Force-sensitive, but was very much a believer in the Force, and he assisted Luke with a lot of things after Return of the Jedi. So this flashback with Kylo and Luke and Lor Santeca, they basically go to this temple, they get confronted by the Knights of Ren, there's a confrontation, they then eventually essentially leave after Luke bests them, and the leader of the Knights of Ren, called Ren, basically says, you know, if you ever want a different path, you know where to find us. And he throws his mask down in this sort of ancient Jedi temple place, and they leave. So in the present day, he goes back there, um, Kylo does, he basically puts the helmet on, it allows him to open up communication channels with the Knights of Ren, he goes and speaks to the Knights of Ren, and they say he has to go get a kill, a good death I think they define it as, and so he basically goes out to try and find that. Now I'm not going to say too much more specifically about the plot, as I said, because I don't want to just reel off exactly perfectly so you guys don't actually get any joy of reading the comics. I just want to give a general idea of what these sort of things are, what kind of characters pop up, and what interesting things I found in this and one of the things is uh, right at the very end of the comic um, which is actually when Kylo Ren bleeds his lightsaber crystal and a lightsaber crystal bleeding is something that I don't think many people who watch Star Wars or really unless you've read the comics or listen to YouTubers or look quite deep into it it doesn't really explain how lightsabers go from blue or green to red or any of that sort of thing so I'm going to take a few moments now to explain what bleeding a lightsaber crystal essentially is and where you can find it being done essentially. Now to clarify, to my knowledge, the only two times I've seen a lightsaber crystal get bled is in the fourth issue of the Kylo Ren comics right at the very end, as I just said, and also what I mentioned at the start, which is in the Charles Saul Darth Vader Dark Lords of the Sith comics. I believe it's around issue 12 um, out of the 25 run where you see Vader bleed his lightsaber crystal, and I think Vader bleeding his lightsaber crystal, it takes up about half the whole issue, and it is well worth it. It is one of my favourite moments, if not my favourite moment in all of Star Wars comics, is Vader bleeding his crystal. The Kylo Ren one is really cool as well, but it's not as in-depth, it's not as powerful, it's, it's not as, well, it's not told in such a large way as the one in the Darth Vader comics is. Essentially, in canon, the way a lightsaber crystal is read is someone has to bleed it. Now, to bleed a lightsaber crystal, from what I can tell, you get essentially a normal lightsaber crystal. Generally, lightsaber crystals cool to a Jedi in some ways. Uh, in the days before 
Order 66, essentially. Jedi would go to places like Ilum and other planets that have got a lot of kyber crystals in it. Jeddah was one of them. Uh, Jeddah being the planet from Rogue One that people may remember. They essentially go there, they walk through these caves of everything just looks vaguely the same, and then a specific shard will look really specific to a certain Jedi. They may hear things, they may see things. They get called to this bit of crystal, essentially. They take it, they feel some sort of connection with it, and then it goes from there. They can use it as a lightsaber, etc, etc. Now, for bleeding, it doesn't specifically have to be owned by the Jedi or now Sith or Dark Side user, whatever you want to call them. The Kyber Crystal initially doesn't actually have to have been theirs or anything like that. So what it is, it can be anyone's lightsaber crystal. So what you do is you would grab the lightsaber crystal and you would essentially force all of your dark energy into it, in a sense. You'd kind of think really dark thoughts, use a lot of the dark side of the force and kind of push your essence in it. You know, the difference between the light and the dark in a lot of ways is the light allows the force to flow through you and you go with it. You allow it to guide you. The dark side of the force is about twisting and manipulating and forcing the force to do what you want, forcing your will upon it. And so that's basically what it is with a lightsaber crystal when you want to bleed it. You force it, you twist it, you put all your dark and hateful and anger and all this horrible negative energy into it and you essentially force it to bleed you you cause it anguish in some sense you know whether or not a lightsaber crystal is a being in a sense is a whole nother conversation but essentially this object that has a connection through the force you put a lot of energy into it and you bleed it and that eventually is what makes it red now obviously there's a big difference between darth vader's red lightsaber when it's ignited to kylo ren's kylo ren's is you know shattered and sort of crackly and things and it's an unstable lightsaber crystal and i do not believe it's been explicitly confirmed but what it seems to be and especially hinted at in this uh, fourth issue of the kylo ren comics is because he has a lot of power and he has a lot of obviously dark side within him but he also has, still has a lot of light side within him and he wasn't as far through as vader seems to be so when vader bled his crystal he seemed to be a lot further down the dark side path than kylo ren did even the knights of ren comment on that in the kylo ren comics saying you still haven't you know done this you still didn't want to kill this person in this way it's all this holding back there's the pull of the light all the time that sort of thing so when he does it it seems that he pushed a lot of power into it maybe even cracking and breaking the crystal physically without putting it 100% bled in a sense and that's why it's unstable he does put it in a lightsaber initially and it, the lightsaber sort of hilt immediately fizzes out and falls down so he finds his older hilt which was the one which he used i think in the flashback in the last jedi it basically looks very similar to the one kylo ren has it just normally had a green crystal in it so he puts the red crystal in there and due to the hilt on it the cross guard the two side bits that shoot out a little bit of lightsaber energy essentially of the sides that is actually a vent to allow it to come out the excess energy a bit more so that's essentially why his lightsaber crystal works in that way it shouldn't in theory work in a normal lightsaber hilt but because it has that cross guard that ventilation system that lets out a bit on the sides not only does it look really cool but that's essentially how the instability can kind of work now those are sort of the main things about this comic I wanted to speak about but I've got a few other sort of footnotes that I want to touch on before I wrap this up. As I said I didn't want to get into too much detail I want to kind of give an overview of things and then as more and more episodes go on I'll be connecting more and more things but it's just to give sort of tidbits of information with little pieces you know like I said about Law Santeca and that sort of thing and bleeding so although it's not mentioned in the Kylo Ren or Darth Vader comics or actually at present in any other comics um, I want to go into sort of how one can heal a already bled lightsaber crystal 
In the novel Ahsoka, which is all set around the character of Ahsoka from the Clone Wars series and what happened to her straight after the Clone Wars series, she comes into contact with an Inquisitor, essentially fights him, wins, and gets two lightsaber crystals, which have both been bled. They're both red lightsaber crystals, which were previously Jedi's, assumedly, and then a Sith has bled them. Now, what Ahsoka does is she basically does the opposite of bleeding. She basically kind of tries to heal them, whether or not this is the Force Heal ability that is seen in recent canon content, or if it's something else entirely. It's still a method of she cleanses them essentially and makes them into white kyber crystals so they're no longer blue or green or purple or yellow and then also not red they are instead white which these lightsaber crystals can be seen in Star Wars Rebels. Also a little footnote as well about kyber crystals in Legends which I did explain in episode 0 which is not the canon of what this universe is in Legends red kyber crystals were actually due to the Sith creating synthetic lightsaber crystals so bleeding was not a concept in Legends it's a very new canon thing and looking online there it appears only to have really been mentioned in the Darth Vader comics the Rise of Kylo Ren comic and then a little bit here and there and obviously a tiny bit in the Ahsoka book due to the fact that she heals one Another couple of little pieces of information for you would be the relationship with Snoke and the relationship with Luke. Now, Kylo actually mentions at one point he compares them. He says to someone, you don't know what it's like being pulled on the, from the dark side and the light side at the same time. Neither Snoke or Luke see me as a person. They just see me as a legacy. They don't want him to be him. They actually want him to be what they want. And Kylo recognizes that from very early on, which really helps what obviously happens in The Last Jedi as well. That sort of turn for um, Kylo seems to be even several years before the events of Last Jedi Force Awakens. He's still got that sort of mindset where he feels like in the way that Luke's betrayed him, that Snoke is using him. So he has malice towards them both. And he says about the pull of the light and the dark at the same time, which is very interesting. And there's a part where Kylo speaks of Snoke in the first or second comic. There's some sort of message that you hear from like a radio or something like that that mentions General Hux wants to speak with Snoke or something along those lines. And Kylo's like, oh, who's who's Hux? Who's General Hux? And Snoke's like, oh, I do have other friends. You know, don't worry about it sort of thing. So when the Jedi Temple thing that you see in Last Jedi happened, at that sort of time, Kylo goes to Snoke, speaks with him, and at that time you know that Snoke has already got into contact with Hux. And calls him general hux as well so the first order is kind of doing things in the background but at that point that was still several years before the events of the force awakens so there is still a bit of a gap between when kylo sort of spoke with snoke that time and also got his lightsaber bled which was only shortly after that to all the way up to the several years leading to the force awakens when kylo and hux meet all these sorts of things which i would assume is going to be explored in more content i don't know if there's going to be a hux comic i don't know if there's going to be a hux book a snoke book seems like the next thing that i would assume is going to happen although what has happened in sort of recent films may change people's perception of what they want from that um, i think these kylo ren comics still kind of pushes with the intrigue of it in a sense i was obviously skirting around certain things in that because i did say didn't want to spoil uh, rise of skywalker yet want to wait till it comes out on blu-ray and things before delving into those sort of things if people wondered why i said all that in such a weird way if you've seen rise of skywalker 
Another thing I just quickly want to say as well was that um, it's one at one point mentioned that Snoke taught Kylo a variation on the Jedi mind trick. They didn't come to a specific name of that, but it shows it in action, and it's basically the same as what you see Kylo do on Poe Dameron in The Force Awakens, and also what he tries on Rey to do as well in The Force Awakens, which he seems to fail at. Um, it's kind of like a mind probe, mind invade, mind penetrate. I don't know what sort of words you want to use, but you know, Jedi mind trick is persuading someone to do what you want if they're weak-minded, whereas what Kylo Ren does is you know invasively enter your mind and take what he wants and it says that Snoke taught him that which is quite interesting as well now I want to also quickly say there are two other works that I have seen Kylo Ren in of the comics there's not that many to my knowledge I'm not sure if he shows up in the Poe Dameron comics at all in all honesty so apologies if he does show up there I do know he's in the Age of Resistant comics he is in his own one Kylo Ren and he's also in the Snoke one as well um, I'll be tackling the Age of comics in the future you know i think i may have said in episode zero there's essentially six factions of the age of there's three eras and within that there's another two so essentially it's age of republic age of rebellion and age of resistance and each of those have a heroes and a villains side essentially and each of them are one-shot comics so each character in that era i think there's normally eight in total so four villains four heroes there's all these comics that are about sort of one shots about one-off stories about certain characters kylo ren has one of these where he fights a zillow beast and he's also in snoke's one a little bit so i'll be touching on those a little bit later but i wanted this specific podcast to center around primarily the rise of kylo ren but also giving enough information about lightsaber bleeding too now I want to clarify this comic is brilliant in my opinion it's one of my favorites I would probably say it's my favorite four-part comic series before this it might have been Phasmas because I really really like Captain Phasmas um, four-part miniseries which is set between The Force Awakens and Last Jedi I think that's really good because it fills a couple of gaps and things and adds weight to the character of Phasma but I love Kylo Ren he is probably my favorite character in the sequels and he he's one of my favorite characters all over of, of all of these star wars I, I love how complex he is i loved him since seeing him in force awakens and i think the more content we get about him the more we find out about him and the more depth to his sort of struggle and things so i think this comic is a really really great companion to the sequel trilogy in general if you're a big fan of kylo ren i can't recommend these comics enough in genuine honesty it is by far the best sort of sequel era comics that i've read and it's got a lot of action in it it's got some referencing to some unexplored eras it's got a bit of luke in it it's basically got everything you'd want in a comic book series that is only four issues long so i really recommend that comic to relatively anyone who's interested in kylo ren I think I'm going to wrap it up around here then, guys. Um, Obviously, this was the first proper episode of Star Wars Comics and Canon, so I'd really love to hear what you guys think of how it's been going, if you'd like a bit more structure, if you're kind of fine with the way I'm doing it, if you want me to talk in a faster way, slower way, anything like that. Just any kind of criticism, if anyone has anything they would like to tell me, then I'm always open to criticism or any sort of suggestions and things. Uh, I'm very open about I'm not a perfect person, and... um, as I say, my other podcast, Genuine Chit Chat, where I speak with guests, the format is very different to me just sat here talking for X amount of time. So I'm always open to hearing ideas that I can make the listener experience more enjoyable for you who's listening and for anyone else as well. 
Now, you can find me at Genuine Chit Chat on the usual social media channels. There will be information about it in the descriptions. Obviously, you're listening to the Comics in Motion feed, so always check out the other shows on here, including Mandatory Marvel and DC, as well as Indie Comics Spotlight and the flagship show, Comics in Motion Podcast. So, you know, really thanks to Chris and Dave of Comics in Motion Podcast for letting me have the show on here. Thank you so much to you guys for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Send me emails, contact anything like that. Email is Star Wars Comics in Canon at Outlook.com and that'll be in the show notes too. And yeah, always open for a chat, always open for um sort of any kind of interaction of any kind. So yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys, and may the force be with you. <laughs>